Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what this is, child, don't you? Hmm? I've never seen one before. Good heavens! What is it? Good heavens! It's Paul to open. Paul to open. Yes, and what do you do? Your guardian. One who has your interests at heart. Yeah, and they're dangerous, evil. Lumps of metal. Roll up, roll up, roll up. And see these funny little creatures in the native habitat. There's no need to be afraid. All things are possible. But first, we should have to discuss... Doc. Tor. Who? Hello, and welcome to Pull to Open, an ongoing quest to watch all of Doctor Who, the entire television program, all of the canon, in random order. I'm Pete Paschal. And I'm Chris Taylor, coming to you in fabulous 4K this week. And uh, yeah, we we are a couple of fans, a couple of journalists who've been at this Doctor Who critiquing game for some time, and we've arrived at a short trip that I like to think of as our version of of the five faces of Doctor Who, which uh, <laughs> rather famously was a repeat, a uh, set of repeats which are very uh, rare on the BBC, uh, yeah. where they, they gave us for one of each one of the first five Doctors to celebrate the beginning of Peter Davison's reign as the Doctor. Uh, they selected one story for each of the first five Doctors. So that's kind. I of love that idea. repeats were were so rare in the UK yes. that they had they actually had to give a name for event where it was like a repeat. It wasn't just Sunday. It wasn't just yeah, here's nope. the Sunday repeats. So yeah, guys, man. yeah, we wanted to uh, not just sort of go over uh, some old episodes uh, of the show, but also we've thought long and hard about this, and we've done a whole lot of Doctor Who for the podcast now. And something that keeps coming up is that we reach a lot of new who fans, people who've grown up on the new version of the show that rebooted in 2005 and have never quite worked up the impetus, the, the, the willpower to go back and check out the classic series. Some have, and it's been really fun to particularly on TikTok, where we share a lot of uh, clips yeah. of the show uh, to hear about people who are more into new who and that we've opened up classic who for them. So, but for those of you who haven't quite got there, haven't quite gotten, gotten that fuel, haven't quite gotten the the spark to start, or maybe you have, and you just don't know where to start in the classic series. This is what we've got for you today. We are going to talk about the best episodes of the classic series to start with. If you are a fan of new who. That's right. And because we're on this random adventure, we're kind of uh, very much biased towards the stories that we've visited so far, which is we're closing in on 100. We'll, we'll, we'll get there soon. 
So we've mm. done about a third of the canon. So we're not this isn't necessarily going to be a complete list because we have yet to see everything again, judge everything again. We cannot necessarily recommend uh, old shows to new fans uh, unless we've done a quality control test first. So we're going to focus on uh, we're going to focus on our faves from the ones that we've visited, and not just yeah. our faves, but one that I think will really resonate with. New Who fans who might want to uh, see something that's maybe a little more accessible, but also something that will uh, perhaps shine a light on some New Who type stuff or stuff that intersects both the mm. classic series and the new series and see it in a slightly different light. And maybe you'll see the origin of some story or uh, a character or a monster in a different context that you, I th- we think you might enjoy and might actually like bring a new dimension to the thing you're watching. So that's yeah, kind of what we've tried to do. That's something we, we found as we go on this journey is, is that there's a lot of new whoishness in old who stories. So yeah, the, mm-hmm. these are stories that are like they're standalones. You don't need to understand a season arc for them. It's just sort of quick introductions, I guess, to each of the first five doctors and, uh, Shall we? Shall we plunge right. straight in? Well, let's talk to number. Let's one. also qualify. They're also good. Yeah. <laughs> These are oh, all yeah. good episodes of Doctor Who. As everyone knows who uh, listens to the podcast regularly, we have a lot of different ratings now. We actually have six ratings now, but we're not going to send you any Ogrons, Professor Haters, um, or you know what? <laughs> perhaps no Lady Cassandras either. Uh, check our rating system for what those mean. Now we're giving you guys the Daleks, the Viscount Bangers. Um, and ones that are really, really notable uh, for for in the Doctor Who canon, really. Mm. So uh, just so you guys know, we've tried to distribute these as evenly as possible. We've gotten one story for each Doctor, which are the first five Doctors anyway. And right. yes, we should just get right into it, I think. All right. In at, in at Doctor number one, uh, it's the Romans. It is that, that William Hartnell historical uh, that really kind of set a new high bar for kind of the, the comedy historical, if you will. It's totally surprisingly funny. Uh, you, you, when you think of William Hartnell as the crotchety old man, you, that's not what you're getting in, uh, in the Romans, mm-hmm. right? You're getting action Hartnell and you're getting comedy Hartnell. Yeah, this is, this is what I really love about the Romans is that uh, I think a lot of people know that the classic series at the start did a lot of pure historical episodes where it was just the doctor in history. And I think that might sound a bit intimidating just on paper, right? You're just kind of like, oh, this is going to be like history class. This is going to be like mm-hmm. a history lesson. The Romans is not that. <laughs> the Romans is basically almost like a farce. Uh, and, in it's like kind of really spoofing history more than actually teaching you about it. And even though there is some real history there, uh, it's really like turns that whole educational idea on its head, has some really unconventional performances, not just from the guest cast, but from, from the lead and, and the companions and does some really like bold things within its, uh, comedy structure, right? Like all the stuff that's with Ian and Barbara, like they're sold into slavery and, have to sort of figure out their way back to, you know, the doctor and, and uh, the other companion, Vicky, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's really holds your attention throughout. Uh, it's not just a funny show, but it is just like, you're kind of like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Throughout. As we noted uh, in a podcast on the Romans, Ian and Barbara are totally doing it. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. <laughs> like it, it's, it's one of these, it doesn't quite like, it's not knowingly doing this, but it's kind of walking up to the line. Yeah. 
it, it, more than almost close. any other episode in classic in the classic series of like are exactly. these companions kind of hooking up uh, yeah, yeah you definitely get some Rory and, Rory and Amy vibes from from me and Barbara which is not something you would get anywhere in in else in the classic series you don't really get a lot of couples traveling on the top you know uh, or people of, of couplish age um <laughs> you know traveling together on the TARDIS who are clearly into one another yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then there's William Hartnell, who is just—I mean, I will say this is this got to be the number one choice for all budding arsonists out there. Uh, <laughs> he's full pyro in this one. He goes full pyro. Uh, He—he's there's there's excellent comedy foil of Nero. There, there's a wonderful kind of Emperor's New Clothes style analogy that still holds up today. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, just lots of wonderful agree. lessons here. So yeah, go, go watch the Romans. You won't, you won't well, be disappointed. And even better, it's only four episodes. So yeah. again, uh, you know, some of those older doctor who's got lost in a lot of corridors and, uh, padded scenes. Uh, this mm. one doesn't, there's, there's, it's actually a pretty economically told story as well. So moving on to our second story and our second doctor <laughs> is the Patrick Troughton, uh, original, the first story with Patrick Trout, it yeah. is the power of the Daleks. And it's also a lost story. So yes. you're, you're going to have to get used to animation for this one, New Who fans, which you may or may not like. Um, they Is this one of the animations where they insert some New Who references? I don't think it is, but there's two different animations you can watch. There's the black and white version and you can watch the color version which uh mm-hmm. both of them are really really good so the thing is this is uh, it, patrick Troughton's doctor starts on s- such strong footing with this story it's one of his better stories and it's one of the better dalek stories of this I- this era so mm-hmm. i think it'd be really interesting uh for new who fans to come in and see the daleks in one of their first stories, but also you're seeing it's not their very first story. And, and when they're, they're really sort of unexpectedly different, but in this story, they're just starting to sort of become those galactic conquerors that uh, are sort of known. I mean, I, you know, they, they had other sort of conquest episodes before this, but this isn't, doesn't have super gigantic stakes like the Dalek master plan. Like they're clearly not just, they're not trying to do something like, crazy bold with them they're just kind of bringing back this monster to introduce the new doctor and just has a really tight story where they are sort of deceptive but also um kind of like the, it's it's kind of lower stakes for a dalek episode but that's that's okay here you know they're just kind of infiltrating this earth colony and then uh surely you know when you have the daleks you're going to have a great action filled final episode which mm-hmm. they uh, do here but uh, leading up to that there's just so much tension built up as they're manipulating the human characters and getting them to kind of do their bidding mm. uh it's and just the human just really really think that they're manipulating them it's yeah, just, it's really smart tangled plot and yes you, you're going to actually you might be a little bit glad that this is a missing episode because you get to see some great uh, animation of uh, multiple daleks um, which you didn't get in the original version. You don't get to see the cardboard cutout Daleks that were in the original version of Power of the Daleks. Right. Because they only had three actual models. Of course, that is one of the benefits of animating these lost episodes. You can have that, you know, not quite billions and billions of Daleks, but but a lot on screen at once. So, 
And if you're a fan of the new Who Daleks, you're going to definitely see echoes of them here, uh, particularly mm. if you've seen the Matt Smith episode, Victory of the Daleks. You're going to yes. see suddenly realize there's a lot of homages from that episode to this one. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's really, really cool to sort of see the origin of, uh, origins of that. Plus, Patrick Troughton, again, you're going to see him animated, but his performance here is great. Uh, really just sort of takes command of the role right away. And hopefully we'll whet your appetite for seeing more of him, who uh, is definitely one of the mm. best actors to have ever played the role of yes, the doctor. For sure. We voted him as such in our last short trip and uh, it definitely holds up here. You definitely get the full range. You definitely see how he was in many ways, the, the Ur doctor. I mean, William Hartnell kicked it off, but the template that, that Troughton set for what the doctor is, uh, is, was, was a different thing. And every doctor since has copied it. Um, so you'll see a lot of that. You'll also see how the show dealt with re- regeneration the first time out. Right. Um, which is a fascinating thing to plunge yourself into. Uh, All right. Plunge so yourself into. I see what you did there. Plunge yourself into. Uh, so I will say for, for extra credit, if, if you like that and you- If you like the plunger really, joke? If you like that plunger <laughs> joke, stick around, folks, because we've got more dad jokes here on Pulled Over. No, if you like Power of the Daleks at the beginning of the Trout and Rain, that's just for extra credit. Uh, you really you really got a whole uh, day to kill. You want to watch 10 episodes of Classic Who? Go to the other end of Troughton's reign and watch the war games. Mm. The story that introduces the Time Lords, that ends the Troughton era. Uh, there are some very interesting comparisons that you will see between the two stories, watching them one after the other. By no means, like don't don't worry, don't sweat it if you're just trying to give yourself a quick intro to you who. But you might you might be that into Troughton. Yeah. No, War Games is definitely uh, something that to get on your list at some point. But again, I'm not going to, I can in good conscience recommend someone sit down and watch 10 episodes of something yes. when they're just new to the classic series. But again, Five if you're one hours. over, it's there for Five you. Five hours of Troughton may, may not be enough for you by the time you finish part of the Daleks. But, but, you know, you might instead wish to skip forward to the third Doctor, one mm. John Pertwee. And, and something that goes down a little easier, perhaps, than yeah, 10 whole episodes. Something goes stuff. down smooth. Oh, yeah, it's um, very smooth. It's Very uh, smooth. And it's appropriate that we're, di- that we're uh, referencing uh, Five Faces of Doctor Who, because this was the Five Faces of Doctor Who pick for, mm-hmm. for the Pertwee Doctor. It's Carnival of Monsters. Good pick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which is just a great standalone. It's uh, Pertwee immediately after he's been liberated by the time lords so you don't necessarily have to deal with all that unit stuff which you know some people like some people don't like uh and you you'll see you'll see a lot of things that you also see in new who like time loops yeah and i would say if you like what russell t davies stephen Mm -hmm. moffat uh did with sort of playing with Doctor Who in its mythology and its structure and sometimes knowingly doing that. Um, this is kind of doing that. You know, this is this is Robert Holmes, who is a, a you know, revered writer of Doctor Who back in the day. And he comes in with this with such a smart, clever and funny script about which is, uh, you know, you don't have to go that very far into the subtext to realize that it's kind of about the show itself. Yes. And entertainment at the time and what kids like and whether or not 
Uh, even like politics works on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's very knowing dialogue about all of that. And uh, just such a satisfying thing to watch, not just once, but multiple times to sort of catch those things and sort of think about their meaning. Uh, yes. Not only it's it's like it's a great story, which sort of uh, has a neat little mystery to it and like where where the doctor and Joe have materialized and sort of slowly figuring out uh, why there is this other planet they keep showing next to the sort of place the doctor and Joe are. And then, Mm. you know, I'm not going to spoil it here in this one, but it is, it is a very smart story about intersecting those two worlds with a a great layer of uh, subtext that sort of talks about the show itself. Really, really smart stuff. Subtext out the wazoo. It's, it's uh, there's, there's, you know, as we go listen to the podcast we did on it, if you're interested in this, but it's it's really a, a critique of British imperialism. Uh, <laughs> in in the you know they 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 keep uh, appearing on this on this boat. Um, you know, we don't know where the boat is, but you know it's it's a very sort of has has a very sort of death on the Nile sort of feel on board. Very very Agatha Christie kind of set of characters. Uh, one Ed Marta who would later show up in the Tom Baker era, but yeah, it's just a wonderful story. Go go watch Carnival of Monsters. You'll have yourself a fine time. You might start to feel slightly uneasy about the fact that you're watching tiny people on your television, uh, and might wonder whether there are tiny people inside <laughs> that television. It's always a good one to show to kids for that reason. I think this may be maybe the most kid friendly one on our list. I would say it's very very sort of easily understood by children uh, as Carnival the, of Monsters. Kind of uh, the kids love the monsters. They, I, I, they so do. I've been told. And also, uh, hipsters love Carnival of Monsters because once you've seen Carnival of Monsters and you may, let's say you're hanging out with some cool classic Who fans and you want to say something and be like, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen all of the Pertwee Cybermen episodes. <laughs> this is it. This is the one time. <laughs> this is the one time that one Cybermen appears in the Pertwee era. All right. Well, speaking forward. of recurring monsters, this is a recurring monster in Doctor Who and a recurring monster on our list. Mm. This is the fourth Doctor epic, uh, Genesis of the Daleks. Now, luckily, epics at this time were not as long as the War Games, so it's only six episodes. That's all good, guys. But uh, there's by, a re- I promise. There, there's a reason the Daleks are the number one monsters in Doctor Who mm. and why they're featured twice on this list, because they just get such good material more often than any other recurring monster. And Genesis of the Daleks is arguably the pinnacle, mm. the very top of that mountain in classic Doctor Who, because it not only is a great sort of uh, story for the Daleks and it talks about war, it introduces Davros. Uh, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, survival versus fascism and and lots of back and forth between two civilizations that are at, at, at each other's throats and uh, yeah. what what does apocalypse really mean and uh, what is what is what comes out of that once once there is uh, you know the, an end to the actual conflict can yeah. can there ever really be uh, an end to it once if once you... it's done. I feel like if you liked uh, Magician's Apprentice and uh, which is familiar in mm-hmm. in the new show, you'll you'll love Genesis of the Daleks. You also have to watch it because it is arguably, and I don't think this has ever been made explicit in canon, but like it feels like a such an obvious point that most fans have taken it as canon. Arguably, the beginning of the Time War. Right. Yeah. Right with this, the Doctor's action on Gallifrey, but yeah, the the ethical quandary has not grown old, will never grow old. Uh, the the timey wiminess of it, 
Uh, my goodness, yes. Everything you've heard about Genesis of the Daleks is true. Absolutely go watch it. It was also the five faces of Doctor Who pick, uh, and deservedly so. I will say, you know, that, that there is be, beware of a little bit of padding uh, mm-hmm. with the, oh my goodness, what are they? The clams? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say the stuff with uh, the missile and Sarah and oh, a lot of climbing yeah. and falling. But, you know, that's all fine. The clams aren't necessarily padding. They're just old Doctor Who. I mean, you got to have some lousy monsters <laughs> yes. in your story and it just rubber suited stuff that just doesn't work visually. That's okay. That's dog. That's classic who exactly. guys, the Daleks are great. Davros is great. All that stuff works. So your actual monsters are uh, very well treated here. This is, yes. this is the Dalek story. If you're going to see one Dalek story from classic who make it this one. And make it if you got to, if you're going to do two, go back and do Power of the Daleks too. But Agreed. Genesis is is a true classic, and deservedly the same, revered. The same thing the Power of the Daleks has was that chill down the spine moment of people not realizing what the Daleks are, uh, which we've hmm. seen so many times in New Who. Uh, you know, thinking that they can manipulate these Mark III travel machines, and uh, and the Daleks, Daleks fucks them all. So. Yeah, go on, go on back to the beginning of the big era and have a fine time doing so. So speaking of timey wiminess, we're going to jump forward to the Fifth Doctor era, and our recommendation here might be a little unconventional, but I stand by it because it is actually where I began my journey with Doctor Who. This is the very first Doctor Who story I've ever mm. seen, and it's Modern Undead. Now. This might strike people as a strange recommendation, but keep in mind, I assume you're a fan of New Who when I'm giving these recommendations. So you're very familiar with regeneration, with the doctor and how he uh, sort of visits people and revisits them because Modern Undead famously brings back the Brigadier. Uh, there's a sort of a psych out storyline about whether or not has the doctor regenerated or not in the middle of this uh, story. Uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't, but there's there's a, there's a lot of talk about regeneration and Time Lord technology. And it's one of these surprisingly few episodes of Doctor Who in the classic series that really gets timey-wimey with it. They really have two different time zones and they sort of are going back. I don't know, I, I, I wouldn't do it justice to explain it all. There's a lot of good time travel storytelling here uh, well before it's time. And it's just a smart story. And I remember even as a kid, just my, this is my first taste of the show, st- just figuring out who the doctor is and what the TARDIS is and what the whole premise is. I mean, there was just like so much to sort of think about as I was sort of doing this. I, I was just found myself bringing headcanon to yeah. things that like, I didn't, no one called it that then, but it was just like, <laughs> you're excited to fill in whatever gaps uh, are there and and uh, by the end of the uh, of the story, I was hooked. So yeah, hey, modern undead, very very head canony. Uh, it's uh, kind of the Time Lords are sort of unseen players in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a Time Lord punishment uh, exacted, which sort of uh, mirrors the Time Lords we've seen in the new series, and uh, you know, which you also see throughout Classic Who. Time Lords are kind of assholes. And they, they definitely are with what they've done to poor old Mordrin. Uh, it won't spoil any of that. But yeah, it gets so timey-wimey with it. Uh, I can't think of any other example in, in the classic series that, that, that gets that, that naughty. Um, 
and uh, and now you can you can uh, in your quest to be a classic who hipster you can <laughs> then say when you're watching any of the new series and a character meets a version of the character uh, from uh, elsewhere in their time stream you can say yes but what about the Blinovich limitation effect <laughs> <laughs> so on top of all of that stuff you get your first taste of Turlo who yes. is a very intriguing companion he's very unusual completely different from things that a come before because there's a mystery to him which isn't revealed in this episode but what isn't a mystery is that he's bad, he's bad. spoiler he's not a he's not a good boy uh, and is actually working against the doctor uh plus you also get the the black guardian and you get this sort of taste of the bigger doctor who universe all at once like all these sort of forces that are at work mm-hmm. uh either against the doctor or the doctor or alongside the doctor, all this stuff you get like immediately. If you jump into this, which I certainly did this, this big sense of a, of a, of a canvas that's Mm. already sort of being filled out, but I'm excited to see it slowly revealed to me. And, um, it definitely delivers on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. A lot of that. I think also what, what it delivers and, and why I like the recommendation of this is that it's, it's kind of, it has flaws. Like it has mm-hmm. a lot of classic classic Who flaws in it, and the Black Guardian is one. You know, you're gonna <laughs> laugh at the bird on the head. You're gonna laugh at the pixelated background where you see the Black Guardian for the first time. You're gonna laugh at the scenes where he tries to influence Turlo. I mean, you're just gonna say, "What is this? What's going on? Did they really do this?" Like, you know. Um, but I think you're gonna get chills at the same time, and that's that's you know that's the classic Who vibe. And is that sort of yeah. mix of from the sublime to the ridiculous? Well, the way they would just sell the crap out of it, regardless mm. of how it looked, mm. you know, like it was, that's just how, how it was made. And you, you kind of like, if you can, if you can get into that story and I think you can with the performances and all the stuff they're throwing at you and overlook that pixelation of the dumb bird and, mm. you know, whatever holes there are in the plot, um, you've got it, you get it. You you're you you're a Doctor Who fan, and you know there is so much more to mine and get out of this show, and uh, we will we will reveal all when we have even more recommendations in a future short trip uh, going on to some of the other adventures once we've done more for the podcast. But from the first five Doctors that we've done so far in Doctor Who, those are our top recommendations for new Who fans who want a taste of the classic series. Yes, once you've had the taste, come back to us for more every week or on average every other week uh, on our random quest <laughs> through Doctor Who history. Uh, well, summer's is, almost uh, over. <laughs> it's literally 50%. Well, I was going to say, like, every other week on average, we do a, a new Who. Every other week on average, we do an old Who. Oh, I got you. Kind of, yeah. It's roughly Inevitably, 150 yeah. stories each, right? So kind of uh, nicely divided that way. I thought you meant half the time we're talking about stories. <laughs> <laughs> that too. It's that usually too. more often. We, it's been a, we bring, it's been a we summer. We balance the universe. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we like to kick back in summer with these short trips. Thank you for joining us on this one, though. <laughs> this has been our own personal Five Faces of Doctor Who. And, oh, we also, uh, but we want to hear what your picks yeah. are, guys. So go ahead, drop us a line on the socials. We're at Pull to Open sixty three on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and I'm, I'm, what am I? Facebook. There you go. Yeah. Go ahead and let us know what your picks are for good episodes for New Who fans to start with in the classic series. Uh, you can even leave those in the form of a, of a review. Go ahead and 
fire up the reviews bit in Apple Podcasts. Leave us a few episode titles. Uh, we'll be happy to discuss them at a future poll to open. Uh, and of course, come on back next week for our uh, next commentary, which I believe is what is it? What is the one we just the picked? Time Meddler. The Time Meddler. That's happening. Right. Yes, that is happening. We're going to discover whether that is a worthy addition to the shows you should watch from the classic series. Uh, so tune in, find out if that's your next journey. Take care, guys. See you, folks. <laughs> <laughs>